What does John Hancock have to do with the Gospel of John on this episode of Inverse? Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. If you know American history, John Hancock was one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. At the bottom of this contract, he signed his name in large letters, John Hancock. What does that have to do with the Gospel of John? You're watching Inverse, and in the studio with me is Jonathan Sebastian, Callie, and myself, Justin Kim, and we're so glad that you decided to join on the last episode, uh, us studying on the topic of the covenants. So, hello, guys. Hi. Hello. Aloha. Are you familiar with American history and John Hancock? Oh, yes. Actually, totally. my second middle name is Carter because Carter Braxton signed the Declaration of Independence. Okay, okay. Carter Braxton, but a lot smaller than, than John Yes, Hancock. he was not John Hancock level. <laughs> yes. Well, we've been looking at the topic of the covenants for about the 12 weeks now. We're in our 13th week, and we've, we've covered the mountains and the valleys and then some. Yes. yes. And uh, this episode is called The Invitation, and we've been talking about covenants and contracts, mm -hmm. and we want to sign at the bottom of this contract that we've been talking about for, for 13 weeks mm -hmm. or 12 weeks. Amen. So we're going to have a word of prayer, and we're going to go into where John actually invites every single one of us into, or it's Jesus that's inviting all of us, into this relationship with him. So, Callie, we're going to go to John 15, verses 1 through, through uh, 7, 1 through 8, and Sebastian. Can you pray for us before we read Holy Scripture? Yes, let's pray. Mighty God, everlasting Father, we have come a long way in our understanding. And Lord, it is now time to take the things that we've studied, that we've learned, and to apply and to live them out in everyday life. And so, Lord, we pray that your spirit would be with us today and that individuals who are watching and we as we share that we would sense the Spirit of God inviting us into this relationship with you. And Lord, that each of us may respond with all of our hearts, with all of our minds, mm -hmm. and with all of our souls, is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Kelly, chapter 15 of John, verses 1 and onwards. Yes. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Okay, we'll stop there, we'll stop there. So I'll ask Jonathan, but also uh, you guys can jump in, but we've covered a lot of stuff on the covenants. Yeah. Um, Jonathan, give us kind of the highlights. Uh, remember specific, uh, not every single episode, but sure. spe some specific episodes that you remember and that, that encapsulates uh, this word covenants. Covenants can become kind of a dry, boring word, yeah. but I've, I find it after this arc. I like it a lot more. Uh, yeah, no, I like it a lot more. <laughs> yeah. and, Absolutely. Uh, it, it really, you see the heart of God yes. better. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. It really, a covenant means the commitment uh, of God to us. Mm. And we 
can, as you said, we can sign this, we can have faith in him and say, yes, I accept this commitment of yours, I want that relationship. Mm -hmm. So that's really what God is trying to communicate to us through covenant. But we've learned a lot. I mean, uh, I've been so blessed by understanding that God's heart is uh, a heart of giving, a, guard, uh, a heart of living for all his creation. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that is what you can call the everlasting covenant. And as, a, as, a, as an outgrowth of that everlasting covenant, in the context of a sinful world, we see these other covenants taking place, but they all have the same foundation that God is here for us to help us out of this mess, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so we have seen uh, in some episodes, we talked about what is the difference uh, between um, uh, old covenant and new covenant historically. Mm -hmm. So that means, you know, before Jesus came, God had covenant with his people. And with, through Jesus, he had what, you know, we call, many call the new covenant mm -hmm. uh, with humanity. But really, in a historical uh, timeline, we can see that all these covenants have the same foundation, the same God. It's the, it, nothing changes. The only thing that changes is there's a, a deeper expression of, of and a more a deeper understanding of who God is. And then we have also learned really that uh, the covenants can also be seen through an experiential lens mm -hmm. where um, the old covenant experience experientially is is something that uh, has to do with legalism where I don't commit to God, I commit to self to, to live up to the standard that has been given. While the new covenant experience is what Jesus promised from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden all the way till he comes again is the promise that he will live his life in us. He will keep his commandments through us. He will help us. It is his righteousness, his work. So those two with distinction can be a little complicated at times, mm -hmm. I gotta say, mm -hmm. uh, but once you kind of get that, um, everything starts to make sense. Really everything in the Bible be gets a new light uh, mm. shed on it. So uh, describe to me here uh, with all this, the, 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 all that we covered this this quarter, it seems like God's doing everything. God's doing everything. God's doing everything. God's doing everything. Almost for like 12 episodes, God's doing everything. God flows through you. God's, God's doing everything. <laughs> what? do we do? And, and I think that's, that's where we can, you can over, overemphasize and right. you don't have to do anything at all. And like everyone saved, that's kind of in that one hyper extreme version. Right. Yes. And then the other extreme version is like, well, yeah, God did everything, but you got to do this, 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 and this, this. And then kind of you fall back into the yeah. old covenant thinking, right? Yep, right yep. So Jesus provides that right balance. And I don't know if it's us doing anything, but there is a certain element that we have to subscribe to yeah. the minimum in a contract of signing a document. You may not be fulfilling all the promises of the document, but you do have to, of your volition, and choose mm -hmm. but to partake in this. And this is where uh, we get into this passage. Absolutely. Yep. It, it just reminds me, as you just mentioned, about the, the signing of the contract. There's this element where in, a, in business, right, you may be the person who signs the contract, right? You have the authority to actually make this decision, mm. but you may not be the person actually executing and delivering the mm. services or the goods. So if I have, you know, three employees who are like, Sebastian, we can do this. We just need you to sign the contract yes. and then we can do the work. So in essence, Christ is, is, is taking this everlasting covenant and saying, I just need you to sign here mm -hmm. and this is what we're gonna be able to perform right. mm -hmm. and do. So it's really just that will and that acceptance right. mm -hmm. moving mm -hmm. forward. Kelly. 
Yeah, and this is actually just shown in verses four and five. So okay. what we're talking four and five, about. Yeah. So our part, we're not just bringing this out of thin air, right? It's mm -hmm. abide in me and I in you. And that's kind of all he tells us to do the rest mm -hmm. of the passage. Mm -hmm. Everything else is what my father does, what I do, who I am, who you are, what happens when you abide in me. But the only injunction is abide in me mm -hmm. and I in you. And then I... It's definitely the repeated word in this whole yeah, section. Abide, yeah, abide, 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 abide. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am now Justin. Mm -hmm. Abide, 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 abide. <laughs> so, and and I think it also just really reiterates it again at the end of verse five. So okay, verse he says five. it again, abide, abide. But then four, so why? Without me, you can do nothing. Mm -hmm. So I'm not telling you to abide in me and then you just get your, your batteries charged and you're suited up to do it by yourself. Right. It's like, no, you are a branch. And you think about, I, mm -hmm. I went for a run this morning and I was running over dead branches. There's, there's nothing... There's no life in them. The only time they had life was when they were connected to the tree. Mm -hmm. And so here, the same thing. Branches are literally dead. They cannot move. They cannot produce fruit. They are useless mm -hmm. unless they're connected to the vine. Mm -hmm. And we're the same way. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we have to differentiate. It's important uh, when we when we look at, um, you know, I mentioned, okay, God is doing all these things. And we, we talk about this. What we're talking about is God is doing everything that needs to be done as far as for us to obtain salvation. Mm. It is not, we cannot, we don't have the, we cannot come up with the merit uh, that uh, in any way uh, produces enough righteousness that we can say, oh, now I've obtained salvation. Now Jesus obtained salvation for you. Amen. But that does not mean that your life is now just to sit around and wait. Mm. Yes. No, everything yeah. that you do now um, is now an out, you know, it, it comes out of that experience of salvation. But everything you do, everything right that you do, uh, you don't have to worry about that having merit for your salvation. Right. You do it because it's right and because Jesus lives in you. It's, it's going to be natural to you to do these good things. But you don't worry about, oh, I have, I'm doing this because I, I have to obtain salvation. No, I do it because I love Jesus yes. and, and that's it. So I rest in Jesus yes. and I do the good works that He calls me to do, but I know that those good works, as good as they are and as important as they are, even law keeping, those things will not uh, op will not, you know, obtain salvation from Yes, it. no, that nuance is very, very, very important. Callie, and then Sebastian. Yeah, I just want to go back to verse 4 and 5 again, just to talk about what the word abide is. Yes, we that, that is yes. kind of a, one of those spiritual words, like how yeah. do you... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we're using words right now like choose, volition, choice, and those things are all true. Abide contains that. Abide takes your choice and just says continue. Mm. So continue in that choice. Don't make the choice once. It's not once saved, always saved. Mm -hmm. One re Once relationship, always relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think we can all attest to that in our own relationships, even our marriages, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And so it, like you, you were married uh, once and you continue in that to marriage. To make that decision. It's not just you're married for that day and then today's a new day. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I would be very, very right. hurt if my husband didn't tell me he loved me every day. Mm. If he's like, well, I, I told you when we got married, so why I need, why I need to hear it again? Mm. Or I, I loved you then. And But it's a, it's a mm. continuing, you're abiding in that relationship. Mm. You're mm. choosing to surrender. You're choosing to be that branch every day, every moment. And so Yes. It sounds very passive in a way, but it's it is quite active of of a choice mm. because we make choices all the time mm -hmm. of what we say, what we do, all these things, and so. But it's it's simple, mm -hmm. but it's still it's a continual. Very profound point. Very profound yeah. point. It's it is it is passive, but in an active way. Yeah, it's, it's actively it's passive. Actively passive. Passively, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> I was just gonna um, you know, tie that concept of the the word abide, the the word that I like to kind of transform that into is the concept of stay. 
Okay. So you can't abide in a place where you are not currently placed. Right. Yes. yes. Right. So in essence, when we when we looked in episode number two about the the little terms and conditions, mm -hmm. and we were talking about what was the fault with the covenant, and he says in that passage in Hebrews eight, they did yes. not continue. That's right. In my covenant, abide. they did yes. not abide. Oh, so awesome. Now Dude. that you've yeah. entered into the covenant, you've accepted the invitation. <laughs> We're saying, okay, yeah. now I need you to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going. <laughs> I need you to abide. I need you to stay. Mm -hmm. And so many times the, the issue is that fight, that old covenant experience of I got to do, I got to do. It's like, no, no, just stay. Stay. Just stay put. Stay. And you know, it's like one of Rest. the hardest things, right, to, to yeah. get your kid or a dog to just like, just stay. Mm -hmm. And it's like, don't move. Like, good luck <laughs> yeah. getting that person to stay. And that is the thing that's on the mind of God is how do I get you to stay? Now mm -hmm. that I got you to accept the invitation, mm -hmm. how do I get you just to stay here? Well, just like those dogs and just like those children, I think <laughs> adults are like, well, how how do you stay? What are the practical elements? And with the, with our with our phones going off, with all the notifications, all the things that you have to do and the baby crying in the background and all the taxes that you have to pay and the mortgage, how do we do it all? How do we <laughs> abide in Christ? Mm. Stay with, stay with with us. <laughs> Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. In this new wonderful contract that Jesus has promised us, He promises us to give us holiness and sanctification, to justify us, cleanse us from our sins, to give us new identity and purpose in mission, and to make us His people and Him becoming our God. Where do I sign up and how does this work? This is what we're talking about on this half of this episode. Guys, how do we do that? How do we remain in Jesus Christ? Kelly. So we've, we've talked about, but I just want to reiterate, before we remain, as Sebastian's point, we have to be there first. Mm. And that is, so first we just need to accept the invitation. Yes. That's done in our hearts and minds. You can say it out loud, you can write a piece of paper, but just, yes, Lord, I, I see the terms and conditions and I accept them and I accept you into my life wholeheartedly. That is a, a heartfelt prayer. Yes, yes, a heartfelt okay. prayer. Yes, so there's, no, there's no magic like voodoo-like words. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a posture of the heart yes. where we actually accept Okay, that. awesome, and, awesome. And we have to, if we can go to verse 4 in verse chapter four, 15 of John. Oh, John 15, verse 4, yes. Yeah, Jesus says, Abide in me, and I in you. Hmm. And I just want to focus on that. That is beautiful language. This is intimate. Okay, this is not just hang out with me. This is like, I want to live in you mm. and I want you to be in me. That's a, that's, a, that's a deep connection. So that's that's what Jesus is wanting, right? Mm -hmm. So He invites us and when we make that decision, we now can enter into that experience. But like with any relationship, it takes a while to get to know each other, right? Mm. You, you spend time with each other, but you got to spend time with each other, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not just like, as you said, a one-time thing. Uh, you, 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 you dedicate the time, you, you you have a, a connection that deepens and grows as time goes on, if you abide, if you stay. But understand that the end goal is not that you know 15 Bible verses by heart, or that you can you know, do this and that, very good, or you can preach or teach, that's all great. But what Jesus wants us to have is that intimate connection. Mm -hmm. the, the goal is a relationship that is so deep, I mean, deeper than any human relationship that you could ever have. That's mm -hmm. God's desire. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, again, it tells us something beautiful about Him, but that, that, 
that is the goal. And so how do we get there? That's what we have to figure out now. I, I like the wordplay that, that John has. Mm -hmm. Starting with verse 4, John, what you read, abide in me and I in you. And in verse 5, it says, he that abides in me and I in him. Yes. Yes. And then go to verse 7. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know I'm bouncing pretty fast through the verses mm -hmm. here. But in verse 7, it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. So there's this kind of like, you know, da -dun, da -dun, da -dun, like there's Dual. you and me and I and you, you and me and I, him and in. And, yes. and then at the end, that, 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 that second party is removed and my words are, are placed in yes. there. Yes. Yeah. And like you said, it's not the actual words themselves that is some kind of incantation right. or is some like mindless, if I just memorize this, then I'm saved. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's the meaning behind the words. It's what the words the are power. trying to convey. Mm -hmm. It is the creative word of God. Yes. It is in meditating. And, and, and there is a power to memorizing, but not memorizing for merit, but memorizing for the the, the, the relationship yes. and, and the meaning of yeah. uh, that gets you into man. I'm, I'm right. in a continual re, uh, relationship with Christ. And it's so easy, but it's just that 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 one nuance can be often yes. so so difficult. So I know you. I'm, I'm going with Sebastian and Callie and then sure. Jonathan. <laughs> I was just gonna lights are all over we here. We have things to say. <laughs> I was just gonna ground it because as Jonathan's saying, right, abide in me and I in you can sound a little bit abstract. Yes, and that's why Jesus uses a tangible. Mm -hmm. illustration as the vine he says in verse 4 as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine mm -hmm. neither can you unless you abide in me okay so Jesus is trying to use the sense of connection as a branch is connected to the vine one is growing off of the other and there's this internal connection mm. that on the surface you see the little bit of how the branch is connected but inside of the branch if you ever break a branch off of a tree or a vine, you see these threads of where life was coming from the vine into the branch. Mm -hmm. And so Christ is dealing with this secret life of that through this connection, as you look at the way that that branch is receiving life, mm -hmm. I don't see that from the outside. I just see the fruits. Mm -hmm. And so when we're when we're looking at the, the tangible connection here, like his words, I don't look at his words abiding in me as in the literal words of scripture, mm -hmm. but it's more about the thoughts of God mm -hmm. and how that reveals about his heart. So by me memorizing scripture, by me spending time in the Bible, mm -hmm. each and every day I'm exposing my mind to the heart and to the thoughts of God. Mm, yes. mm. That's that internal branch connecting to the vine at the same mm, time. Right. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, just continuing along those lines of just the importance of Bible memorization, because I think sometimes we have been beat over the head with a kid with it, like memorize these verses in 10 minutes and recite them and forget them. So we're like, so what's the point of memorizing the Bible? Yeah. But I think of an example where, so when David and I were still dating, I so I, I struggle sometimes with, with feeling like pretty enough for David because he's so handsome. And so I remember he gave me a card for Valentine's Day where he talked about how of, of all the flowers of the world, I'm his favorite flower. Aww. And so like flowers look different, some for roses, some for this, but like, but you're my favorite flower. Mm -hmm. And so even to this day, that was years ago. Let me write that down for my yeah. life. <laughs> your favorite flower. Take notes. And, and that's so beautiful to me because now years later, if I get self-conscious, like, what about this? I just remember I'm David's favorite flower. Aww. And so it encourages my heart. And in the same way, I can be walking in this life and I can be like, you know, Jesus is just so much for me. I don't merit that. And, and then scripture comes back to mind that mm. I'm accepted in the beloved. Mm -hmm. And so it's remembering that heart of God. And it's not to, to superpower ourselves, but it's to remember who he is. Mm -hmm. Because we're so bombarded by our own anxieties and media that, that we forget. Yes. 
So we need to memorize scripture and abide in scripture because we need to abide in reality. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. And that right. only comes from mm -hmm. beholding reality through scripture. Profound. That is, Profound that point. is, that Profound is exactly, point. that is amazing. I'm <laughs> 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 really, really, really inspiring because that is God's reality is, is given to us in, in scripture because that is the true reality and right. we have to be tuned into harmony with that. And that's what he does through the word. It transforms us as we abide in Jesus. <laughs> and then we process a lot of what God is telling us, you know, in, in, in the prayer chamber, you know, as we, as we spend time with God, uh, talking to Him about what we understood, what we learned from Him, trying to maybe uh, comprehend some of these more complex things, whatever it is, uh, in prayer, uh, you know, we, we are, we are, we have, the, this is what we call the breath of the soul, right? You, it's life that takes place because now you're connecting with Him uh, in a deep, in a deep way, He's speaking to you. He's helping you understand. He's guiding you, directing your thoughts. You're processing some of these things. So prayer and Bible study, they go hand in hand. It's not just like, okay, I open the Word and it has to happen to me. Mm -hmm. we, it's a relationship, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. In the Word, God speaks to me. In prayer, I respond to mm -hmm. Him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that is a, a vital connection that we need to have, a vital cycle. Okay, we talked about uh, Scripture. We talked about prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, what are some other elements that, that, that engage in this uh, abiding? I think when you, when you also look at the fact that he, he talks about two different elements that are very important to this concept of abiding. Mm -hmm. In verse two, he says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Mm. So in this sense, you have two different elements present in this abiding. Number one is the concept of time. No one bears fruit overnight. And this lets us know that we also, by taking time in prayer and in Bible study, we have to remain committed, yes. right? That I'm going to continue to be here. I'm gonna to continue to receive, trusting the process. Mm. Yes. Yes. So many times when it comes to us experiencing God's covenant faithfulness, we become impatient. Mm. And he's like, listen, there's the vine dresser. My father's gonna be clipping, he's gonna be pruning you, <laughs> and it's because you're bearing fruit, and I want you to bear more fruit. Yeah. The second thing is that just because we are satisfied doesn't mean God is. That's right. So our commitment to obedience and to trust him and to allow his covenant faithfulness to express itself in our lives mm. has to be allowed to make us uncomfortable. I just, I just wanna qualify and, 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 and accentuate your point. Uh, some people, when they hear commit to, um, to, to a life of obedience, they think committing to doing more good and, and trying harder. And yes. that's, if, if you haven't listened to the last 12 weeks, <laughs> that, that's, that's, not, that's not what we're talking about. That's right. It's, it's continuing to be open to God's movings yes. in your life. Yes. To continue to expect God. You may not see the fruit. You may not see right. the evidence right away. And that's what you're saying. And yep. not like the, some, you may see, you know, flowers of, that right. kind of look like Cali all over. But sometimes <laughs> you may not. And it requires time. But you're still open. And you're, 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 it's almost you're, you're, you open your door every morning to see, is the newspaper here or not? Every morning you, you, you open not going out and writing the newspaper yourself and committing that's to right. that kind of work. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, awesome. I mixed yeah. a lot of allegories there. Yeah. Hopefully it worked. You got that worked. Kelly and then John. Um, so just focus on the word prunes there. Um, prunes. So that that's not a that's not like a, a flowery. That's not yeah, encouraging. Okay. Like let's go get pruned. No, 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 that's like involves sharp knives and lots of pain. So that's, but. It's, it happens to who? The people that, or the vines, or the branches, sorry, that bear fruit. Mm. So it's like you're you're punished when you're doing what Jesus wants you to do, or you want what's no. working out. But no, it's you're pruned that you may bear more fruit. Mm. 
And so I, I think sometimes how many times have I allowed the devil to discourage me in times where I'm being tried, mm-hmm. but I'm being faithful. It's like, oh, this means Jesus doesn't love you. Mm-hmm. You're struggling and that means God has mm-hmm. forsaken you. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, God is like, I'm bearing fruit in this in this girl's life and I want to continue to do that. So I want to get these things out of the way because I kind of distract her and other people. Mm-hmm. So we want to. So right now, a big thing of that is is how I'm speaking. And so I'm not, I, I'm learning to speak with more patient tones to people who are close to me, mostly David. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm learning to just hold my tongue more. And so when I struggle with that, I'm like, oh, why do I struggling? But the struggle is evidence of pruning mm-hmm. that God is showing me things. And this is like, not to not to be obsessed with suffering, but it's like it should be an exciting thing. Mm-hmm. Like God is taking me to a place that He's going to use me more, and yes. that's a it good is thing. Very akin to our previous episode on discipline yes. in a relationship. God disciplines, and there is right. pruning going right. on. There is not suffering for like ah suffering's yeah. sake, but right. there is that. There's elements that we've clung onto cl- onto yes. onto yes. that God slices away, and yeah. it's for our good. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Awesome. If I can throw in another yeah. allegory here, since yes. we're throwing all the allegories, uh, it's like. Our lives are like instruments. We just bought a piano this summer, right? Mm. And uh, if a piano is not tuned, it sounds horrible. But that's our lives, right? Before Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the master artist, the perfect pianist. He's Lang Lang. You know, he's just amazing on the piano. He's who? Oh, Lang Lang, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and... and, (laughs) No, it's not a flower. We're talking about pianos now. So... But when Jesus comes into your life, he, he, he bring, you know, his piano is amazing. It's perfectly tuned. Mm. And what he does in our lives through, you know, what we call pruning or whatever it is, he, he, uh, or sanctification, he tunes our instrument mm. to be in harmony with his. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, verse, uh, in verse 7, it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, that's the tuning process. You will ask what you desire and she'll be done for you. Mm. Isn't that what we all want? I want mm. prayer to be answered. Yeah. What this is saying here is that your character, your instrument will be in perfect harmony with God. You will have a ton of freedom to play that instrument in that harmony that he's tuning into. What is that harmony? That's love, right? Mm. And he's yes. giving you the freedom. It, this is the end goal. He's going to make you... Uh, be part of the, the, the symphony of, of love that is, that's flowing throughout the universe. That's where he's getting us to. But as a process, and this process happens through abiding, and as we do that, you know, it will be a beautiful thing. But it takes time. It takes time to tune a piano. It takes time to change your lives. But Jesus will do that in you. That's, that's right. Promise. And on that note, the question is, do you want to be tuned by Jesus? Do you want to be part of this symphony of the, of, of the universe and be in sync with the God of this universe? Mm-hmm. After 13 weeks, we want to really encourage you to sign up for this new covenant. If you have no idea what we're talking about, we want to go. We want to encourage you to go to uh, inversebible.org and you can look at our Bible study guide on the topic of the covenants. And if this episode has been too fast, you can study all by yourself and go step uh, step by step at a time. We want to implore you, sign up with the new covenant. That has been my real heartfelt desire after this entire quarter. And I want all the promises of God to be fulfilled in me and to get my legalism and my desire to fulfill the covenant by myself out of my brain Mm -hmm. and out of my heart. We're so happy that you decided to join us and we want to ask you to join us next week when we look at a new topic on biblical sexuality. Yeah, we're going to go there. It's one of those topics that maybe you think is not in the Bible, but once you see it, you cannot see. It's all over. God's instructions for optimal sexual experience and how, what that has to do with our spirituality. So definitely, you don't want to miss it. Stay with us on next week here on Inverse. 
You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.